another episode of the Hot Cocoa Podcast. You're here with me, Gabby. And me, Emma. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Yes, hello, hello. This is episode 98, which is insane. Holy guacamole. That, I couldn't have said it better myself, Gabby. (laughs) (laughs) That caught me off guard. Um, Yeah, episode 98, it's, you know, we're going. Yeah. We're we're going. We're chugging along. We're chugging along. (laughs) You know, one would think that it would be more than 98 i know we've been doing this for so long yeah but i think the thing is like for i guess half of the time like for the first year and a half we only did uh, like 10 episodes at a time yeah we skipped like christmas and like we do like chunks of time so yeah like in the first year we only had 30 episodes you know true and then since then we've just done every week yeah for the most part Mm -hmm. You know what I oh, think? We should address oh. that we weren't on last week because I was sad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's I all. That. <laughs> I was sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think actually in the same vein of like what we were just talking about, like how we used to do seasons, like mm-hmm. there were pros and cons of the seasons. Like on one hand, we would plan more for each episode. Like we would kind of be like, okay, this is what the season is going to look like. This mm-hmm. is like how it should flow. But then taking so much time off in between, I feel like wasn't good for our listener base. Mm-hmm. So that's why we stopped doing that. Yeah. And then now it's kind of like the opposite problem. It's like fully dependent on how we're feeling that week. Yeah. And I think like that obviously makes for like some really good episodes. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes we'll we'll just put out an episode just to put one out. Yeah. When it's like, okay, maybe we should actually take a break now, mm-hmm. you know, because like we're not gonna get in trouble yeah that's exactly what we always remember we're like wait it's okay we can take like a day off yeah Um, but yeah yeah, like we were just talking about an episode that we put out when we were both in our hometowns this winter Mm -hmm. um where we just like talked about why we liked our pets for like 25 minutes and we're like what is this that was like the silliest episode yeah yeah we took Um, it down (laughs) yeah we took it down because it was like embarrassing um, but that's what we mean. Like, we don't want to put stuff out like that for you guys because you're not going to enjoy that either. It's all about yeah. balance. Yes. Everything all about is in moderation. <laughs> the moral of every single episode uh-huh. we have is moderation. Relax. <laughs> we rant about both extremes of something and then we're like, oh, I guess moderation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, you know what? I think like an evolution of us like since the beginning of the podcast is like, I feel like Okay, I just made this up now. Yeah. I think in the beginning, we were really, like, self-righteous. Like, we, we really were, thought that we, we were just self-righteous knew everything. Yeah. We're like, so, hi, we're perfect, and mm-hmm. you want your life to be better? This is what you have to do. Like, you mm-hmm. want a perfect relationship? Like, this is what you have to do. Like, mm-hmm. we know everything. Mm-hmm. And then, maybe, like, this time last year, and a lot of last year, we were like, holy shit, like, we don't know anything, like... Oh yeah, my God. we completely regressed. Yeah, we completely regressed. And then now I think like we've kind of come to this place of in between. <laughs> we're like, we're like, we're learning adults. more tools to like, because it's one thing to say like, oh, just like be in the middle. Like, yeah, a little bit of everything is healthy or like yeah. just in moderation. But like, if you don't know how to do that, yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I feel like in the beginning we were saying that like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. This is all you have to do. And then we realized, oh shit, we actually have no idea 
how to and do that. And we don't do that ever. Yeah. yeah we're and very hot and cold. Like, now we're like learning more yes. strategies and tools. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's an interesting observation because I feel like that's true. We were a little bit self-righteous. We were like, we know. We have the answers. Yeah. And we both independently felt that way. And when we came together. That's why we were friends. Literally, it's so funny. I think we were like that from like the first week that we became friends in school. We were both just had this energy of like, I'm too good to be here. Even though we weren't. But we both felt that way a little bit. Yeah. And it worked for us, though. But the thing is, we're still like that. <laughs> no, we are. We are. Like yesterday. Think like bitchy white gay men, but like us. Yeah. <laughs> and but the, we don't present that to the outside yeah, world that's like anymore. How we we are just at keep home. that on lockdown. Yesterday, we were watching these YouTube videos that were like house tours of like people's we apartments. So like literally people like us. They're just Regular like young, young people living in the city. And they're like, hi, like come to my apartment and I'm going to give you a tour. And we're like, ew. That's ugly. We're like too much thrifted. Why would not you enough do thrifted? That? What is what, what is wrong with you? Everything's from HomeSense. Nothing's from HomeSense. Like, we were ruthless. We're like that bedspread. Oh my god! Like we spent like two hours just yeah. like tearing apart people for no reason because it just made us feel good, and then we were like, mm, let's bring it in. Yeah. And then we watched The Bachelor and tore them apart. Yeah, well, that's the only reason why anyone should watch. Yeah. Like. Um, yeah so I don't know I guess we are still like that (laughs) literally I look back on like every phase of my life and I was like oh my god I was so like I was such a know-it-all I was like so and you're being a know-it-all now being like oh I know everything now yeah (laughs) I'm like now I've got to figure it out guys this time's the time I can't wait to listen back I can't wait to listen back to our podcast in like 10 years yeah be like oh my god that was disgusting even just listening back a to couple of months. Year of, oh, yeah, a couple oh months. Oh my gosh, I haven't even listened to our first ones. I don't know if I could do it. Me either. And Wait, every- maybe we should get really inebriated uh-huh. and watch those or listen to the first one one time. Yeah, I think that I would want to die. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. The getting to know us, I can't wait to see what we would say. Okay, you know why? Because we were so giggly on all of those episodes. Mm-hmm. You're like, <laughs> you know what? I was recently on a podcast and I don't think it'll be posted for a couple of months. So I haven't really been posting about it. Yeah. Um, but they're like us where they're just over a year into making their podcast. Yeah. And, um, they're like starting to get really structured and they have like their pre-planned season or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they giggled so much. And that's what I noticed that was so different now. Like, we don't really, like, we know how to, like, act to be listened to different. And it's nothing, of, I mean, no I like of them. that, but sometimes when I listen back to clips of episodes, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, mm-hmm. you say, like, so much. Yeah, we do say, like, a lot. I, and I think about this all the time now, like, especially, I was just about to say, like, mm-hmm. oh, man, and... And you know why I've been thinking about it is because I feel like since I'm on Zoom calls so much, Mm -hmm. and especially I've been on a lot of Zoom calls with my boss's clients, and so I really want to sound professional, Mm -hmm. and I'm just like so keenly aware. And actually, one of our friends one time said to us, we were talking about saying like, Mm -hmm. and she said, yeah, I guess I was just always taught that it's better to just pause and like don't say anything mm-hmm. than it is to say like and I was like holy shit 
mind to do that. Literally, <laughs> it's really I, hard. It though. doesn't feel natural for either of us. And you know, the girl that I've been seeing recently, she pauses, and I think that's what I I feel like she's talking slower, but really she just cuts out the. She's not using she filler words. Thinking she's thinking like um like. You know, like, huh? Yeah. yeah so, it's yeah. Just all silence. of those. And yeah, and then, I just said yeah 50 times. Actually, okay, as a final note about funny things about us, um, I play this little drinking game in my head when okay. you're on Zoom calls and I'm sitting on the couch or something. I can oh, hang. fascinating. Um, every time you say, um, I think it's and whatnot. I, yeah, I probably, I think I, that's a big part of my vocabulary. I think vocabulary. it's a big part of your vocabulary, but I don't think it was until recently. And Maybe you don't I often like pick up new language, so. With something. I like, think you replaced it with something, but it sounds really smart when you say it in sentences, and I would have never noticed if I wasn't living with you, right? Because it's usually with different people. Um, mm, but every time I hear true. it, I'm like, and ah, whatnot. <laughs> shot. My business voice. In my brain. In my brain. But then I always think, wow, I should incorporate that into my things instead. But yeah, I guess that's like, oh, you know why I became very insecure about my business language? Because, yo, I don't know. Someone, if you're in business school, you got to tell me if they teach you how to speak business. Mm-hmm. But in my first internship, so much I remember I got like an internship review where my manager had to like write a review about me. Mm-hmm. And one of her constructive criticism pieces. I I mean, it was very nice, but Mm -hmm. one of the pieces of criticism, which criticism really just like eats away at my soul. So if you ever give me a piece of criticism, it's going to stay with me for like the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And one of hers was needs improvement on business acumen, which I didn't even know what acumen meant. (laughs) So I had to Google that. And Google is like, you idiot, because it means business language, like how you speak with someone. Like, That's how little I know. And I was like, how am I supposed to even know what business acumen means? I don't even know. Th- or how am I supposed yeah. to behave in, in a way yeah. that, like, I don't even know how to use this word. Literally. Demonstrates good business acumen skills because I don't even know what the hell that word means. Yeah. And ever since then, I'm just like so self-conscious about how I write emails and how I yeah. speak with people. So it's so annoying yeah. that like fucking industry jargon is so important in every industry and in business. It's like, why are there all these words that I know? Mean like, the do same you just learn this on the job, or like, do you guys have classes about how to like write professionally? Because no one ever taught me how to write professionally. No. One day I just had to decide. Like, I want to write professionally. Same. Oh, okay. So usually my professional emails probably come across as really stern. But they should. I've been seeing a lot of TikToks yeah. about women, um, like editing their changing emails. their emails or like deleting exclamation yeah. marks, deleting the word please. Yeah, deleting the word, um, the word like I believe or I think that. Yeah, thing. because if you know something, and I do that all the time, or at the end of a sentence, I'll say, "Does that make sense?" Even though I know I was so clear, and I'm like, "Why did yeah. I say that?" Yeah, fucking patriarchy. Yeah, well, also, also, <laughs> I, I saw this rant. other We're TikTok. Just mad. <laughs> I know. I saw this other TikTok that had to do with, like, um, how do you make yourself sound more intelligent or more authoritative or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. And one of them, one of the phrases was, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And there was two points that this woman had about it. She was like, on one hand, it makes you sound like you're insecure about what you said. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, 
it also might imply to that person, especially if you're speaking with a client, Mm -hmm. that you think they're not intelligent enough to understand what you said. Interesting. So I think her suggestion was replace that with, do you have any questions or something along those lines? Yeah. TikTok has taught me a lot about uh, language. I love that stuff. I love it. So yeah. I love it. I am working on my uh, use of likes and filler words. However, it's really hard because it's always once your mind is going that you don't even realize that you're saying them. You're just, you know, this is how I talk. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Literally. Yes. So uh, that's what's new over here. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Should what are we, we talking about should today? Should we dive Anna? in today? Yeah. Uh, speaking to looking back on ourselves a couple months ago and cringing, we're going to be looking back on ourselves a couple months ago and cringing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not cringing, but um, I thought it would be a funny idea Commenting. to yeah, go to our New Year's resolution episode of this year. And it's been like two and a half months since then. Or no, a month and a half, almost two months. Almost two months. And the end of February is this weekend. You're so. right. So it's literally like two months. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to review what we had to say about that and see if we've been on the right track. Because I feel like so much of the time we make New Year's resolutions and then we close that book and we open it again at the end of the year. And it's like it's like a lottery. I'm like, oh, like I, I wonder if I did it. I wonder if I accomplished my goals. Like for me, yeah. that's how I think of them. Yeah, um, me too. But if you actually want to accomplish them, you have to like reflect often. Yeah, you actually have to think about and them. reflect on and why you made that goal and if yes. that goal is something you even want to maintain. Yeah, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> that's what we're gonna do today. I think it'll be funny. Yeah, I think it was interesting. I was surprised when looking back on them, how many of them I already forgot. Mm-hmm, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So segment one, take it back now, y'all. The biggest life lessons we learned in 2020. Oh. Gabby, do you want to start us off? Sure. So I said the first biggest biggest life lesson that I learned in 2020 was that I do not value work, which my My updated comment on that is that is not true. (laughs) I said, this is a lie. (laughs) And not that it's a lie, because I definitely would not say that I'm someone who has always been career oriented, Mm -hmm. like just thinking about, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And being really excited about that. Um, I think the truth is, and why I say this is kind of a lie, is that it's not that I don't value work and doing work and doing interesting things and being excited about the kind of work that you're doing, because Mm -hmm. I think everybody has to have multiple lanes of purpose, right? Mm -hmm. Like very few people just have one purpose in life. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's more so that I have never really felt 100% confident in what it was that I wanted to do and I just spent a lot of time avoiding thinking about that and I think that saying that I'm just like not the kind of person who values work is um and by work I mean like monetary work for monetary gain basically Mm -hmm. is what I meant by this comment not Not just like the act of doing things yeah um but sorry I realized that like I never breathe when I talk and then I sound like I'm panting because I'm like, yeah, let's so take, anyway. a minute. <laughs> take a minute. Um, the thing is, <laughs> okay. the thing is I do like working. There are things that I like to do, but I was just avoiding the, 
the reality that like as a human in a capitalist society, like I do have to be worried about making money. That's just a reality. Yeah. And I don't like that reality. It stresses Mm -hmm. me out. And I think it takes a lot of the fun out of things, but regardless, that's just something that I have to deal with. Yes. So, uh, I shifted my mindset on not valuing work and -hmm. like doing work that I do value. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't have to do work that makes me miserable. Yeah. And you can just do things you enjoy yeah. until you get to do the thing that you really want. Like, and yeah. that's okay. And I think that, like, I I had one, like, really great client this last month who mm-hmm. I think, like, anyone who is um, a freelancer, or, like, owns their own business probably has gone through that exercise of, like, who is your ideal client? Like, what do they look like? What kind of interests do they have? How do they yeah. interact with you? And this woman basically just embodied all of those things. And yeah. it was a really positive experience from beginning to end. Yeah. And I think having that experience gave me a lot of energy for the future because it was just You were like, this is what me, I like. This, like. this is, is what possible. I want. Yeah, yeah, I can do this. There are people out there who value my time and my creative energy mm-hmm. and who are going to be cooperative, like awesome clients and not just like... Yeah make me feel guilty all the time yeah, basically like it's good yeah so yay comment number one yay um okay my first one was um nothing changes if nothing changes and change feels icky even when it's good yeah that's true so that was all true this is something that I think is going to be my biggest theme for 2021 and I still believe that yeah um I think up in 2020, it was like just building up the capacity to start to deal with this. And now this year's dealing with this. To like understand that that is true. Yeah. To like process that information. And I think because whenever in the past I did something that was outside of what I'm, my comfort zone is, it felt Mm -hmm. bad. And I was like, oh, then that's bad. And we've talked about this in episodes before, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think, At like New Year's, I had started to do this on like a small scale and I've been kind of starting to do this since probably like November in like small Mm -hmm. doses, but I've really been pushing myself this last month, I think, to allow myself to be uncomfortable and to like reframe the narrative in my head of like, I didn't realize how like how negative my internal self-talk was, but of like Mm. anytime I'm like doing anything like neurodivergent, basically, I'm like, you are dumb. And like, I gaslight myself. I'm like, you're not mentally ill. You're not neurodivergent. You're just like an attention whore or you're just this or you're just that. Okay. Um, And so I feel like that really feeds into this, like accepting that like a bad feeling is okay. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of the time I'm like, oh, like you shouldn't be feeling so bad about this. Like, you know, so I'm trying to be nicer to myself. Um, But I literally, my updated note was LOL me right now. Because I feel like literally in this exact moment, I'm going through a situation where I'm like, it doesn't feel great. Doesn't feel great, but in the long term, I'm like happy with my actions, you know. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun. It is fun. Yeah, well, kind of in line with what you're saying about that. Um, I mean, one of my future goals was like to do more continuing education, I guess, and just like continue to learn now that I'm out of university. Mm-hmm. And I've been participating in this course that the the coach that I work for, um, I think 
well, I've talked a lot about how I work as an assistant part-time. So she's running a course right now that I am like auditing basically. And it's all about like basically the relationship between your output and your input. So like your mindset and goals that you have and, and whatnot. And one thing that I guess I learned, like I don't think I knew this before, is that like your subconscious mind can't reject anything. Mm-hmm. Like anything that you put into it, it will accept as true as truth. Yeah. And so, yeah, when you're like, talking about negative self-talk, your brain's like, oh, that's true. Yeah. Even yeah. though you're like logically like your your conscious logical brain is like, oh, I'm just in a bad mood. Your unconscious mind doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. And so you might think that it's not a big deal to be saying those things out loud. Like, I feel like I've said more and more. I'm trying not to complain. Yeah. Because I'm like, what do I want to happen? Yeah. The thing, the thing that I want to happen is what I'm going to say out loud. And I can say why it might be stressful to me or mm-hmm. something. But if I just say that, I just know this like phone call is going to so- go so badly. And I'm afraid that this is going to happen and this mm-hmm. is going to happen and blah, blah, blah. Then like my unconscious mind is accepting that as reality. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. And I feel like along the lines of that, like the, something I've learned on TikTok a lot lately is like people like continuously negative self-talk themselves because two things one they don't want to if they start to think more positively they're worried they're gonna like jinx things yeah and I think that was hard for me like switching from this mindset I think that's why I've latched onto like the concept of manifesting because a big part of manifesting Mm -hmm. is not having this feeling of good equals jinxing yeah, like thinking about that's something definitely happy. the way that I would was raised. Like not by my parents, but just in society. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I had this job interview went so good. Like I'm really excited. Don't want to jinx it. Don't tell yeah, anyone. Well, I, shouldn't like, say, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. yeah. And then it's, it's like, like, no, you should fucking say Taking it. so much time to reframe it and be like, no, like me being happy and excited about something doesn't mean I'm going to like acknowledging that you have something to lose doesn't mean that you're going to lose it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then also... Oh, with um, my final note about kind of gaslighting yourself earlier that I learned recently is like, I keep seeing TikToks where people are like, I feel like I'm doing X, Y, or Z for attention. And so I'm like hard on myself for it, Mm. but I've literally never told anyone about it. And so that's like a feeling, I don't know if you ever resonated with this, but I resonated with a lot where... Do you have an example? Like, um, I'll have like a specific experience that I feel like is maybe like traumatic or like I'll have a lot of anxiety about something mm-hmm. and I'll be like oh my god I'm just doing this for attention like I'm literally just doing this for attention my brain will believe that and then I'll be I'll like have to like because of learning about this I'll like step back and be like have you ever told anyone no then where's the attention that you're doing it for oh like you if know? you're feeling anxious about something yeah realizing yeah. that like your brain is literally trying to convince you that you're like it's gaslighting you into thinking that that's not a real feeling yeah Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been working on lately is not gaslighting myself. Um, and overall I think it's been helping, but it feels really, really bad, really bad overall (laughs) every day. I don't feel great. No, it feels good. It feels good. (laughs) It is good. It feels good because it is good, but it's uncomfortable, Yeah, but it's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so as you can see, we're way better than we were two months ago. Yeah, we're so much more wise. <laughs> two months ago, us was we're dumb. Uh, yeah, honestly, I feel like we should start like citing our ourselves. Yeah, like where do yeah. we get this information from? We just made it up. <laughs> Literally everything we say, we've made up. Oh uh, yeah. 
Um, all right. What's your? Do you have any other points? Yeah, I have what a few. I think I can combine two of these. Okay. So two of them were like, you have to treat people how you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And then in brackets, I said, obviously, but also like for real. <laughs> <laughs> and then my second one was about friends. Friends are valuable in my future friend outlook. Mm-hmm. So I think that the reason that I'm going to link these two together is because I think I have had a hard time accepting the fact that so many relationships are built online now. Mm-hmm. And so many people that I talk to besides just you, Emma, mm-hmm. are like, yeah, I met them on Instagram. I met them on the internet, like yeah. whatever. And honestly, I feel like I have just been so adverse to that. I yeah. never DM people, never comment on people's photos, mm-hmm. never reply to their stories, just nothing. Yeah. And I guess it's maybe, I don't know, I'm a passive social media user. I think yeah. that's like my natural state. I don't really yeah. know why that is. It didn't feel natural for you to be going out of your way to build connections with people. I think it's just my introverted ways, you know, like in mm-hmm. school, I didn't like go up to people at the break just to talk to them. I yeah. might think while watching their presentation, like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, oh, they seem like a cool person. Yeah. But I would never tell somebody that. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like it's because I think it's, like, embarrassing. Yeah. That's, like, how I feel. If I Mm -hmm. think about going up to that person, I'm like, oh, they're going to think I'm so dumb. Like, they're Mm -hmm. just going to be like, that's so fucking weird. Yeah. And I always think about something that my mom says all the time. Shout out to Terry. Shout out to Terry. Terry's quote of the day. Yeah. Um, Which is, it's never wrong to do the right thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And I she has said that to me a lot over my life because I'm always like that's dumb like why Mm -hmm. would I do that you know she's like I can imagine that really coming in handy in high school middle school drama in friend groups yeah like I think that it kind of did but I honestly think that it's um, applied more in my like later adult life Mm -hmm. uh not later adult I'm not a late adult I'm a young adult more into your (laughs) early adult yeah more like after high school and just how you conduct yourself is like a courteous, nice grown up yeah. in a way. And my mom, I'll be like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. Or why would I do that? It doesn't seem like an appropriate situation. Like in terms of maybe, like, I don't know, introducing yourself to someone or like bringing a gift to someone. I don't even know. I'll just mm-hmm. all these things that I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like I'm shy. Like why would I do that? Yeah. Where, yeah, okay. It's not necessarily rude not to do that. But how could you and this person benefit from doing that, you know? And it's not going to be embarrassing because nobody's going to think that you're dumb when you do something nice for them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so true. Yeah. So I think that's my roundabout way of saying that I've been trying to actively reply more to people's things on social media that I don't know. Yeah. Who you Um, think are cool. Who I think are cool because... Mm -hmm. You know, the truth is, like, not to be, like, flexing, but people will message me and tell me that, like, my Instagram is really cool. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Like, people want to be normal person. Yeah. And so I just have to assume that the person on the the other end of that is the same as me, right? Yeah. They'll just think that it's nice. Like, oh, someone messaged me? Like, that's cool. Yeah. Obviously, I get it if you, like, have a lot of followers and you don't see your messages. Like, that's different. But anyway... I'm trying to make friends on social media, I guess. <laughs> yes. what I'm trying to say. And another way that I'm doing that is by starting the Gen Z Women Freelancers group. Yee-yee. This is not just like an invitation to be my friend, but I have met interesting, cool people yeah. who are enriching my life in a certain way yeah. through this group. Join the Facebook group. We've talked about it in a couple episodes, but yeah, join the Facebook group if you're interested. Yes, if you are a creative person. 
And this week, actually, if you're listening to this on Wednesday when it comes out, tomorrow on Thursday, I'm going to be hosting a room on Clubhouse. And I'm excited about it. So, yeah, guys, this is an important time to come and support your co-host, Emma, because... Um, wait, actually I should clarify. Are we co-hosting or are you solo hosting? Like I would say co-hosting in the way that you've kind of been dominant on the other ones. And then I'm like the supportive. So I would say co-hosting, but like, I'll try to take the lead. Yeah. So Emma is applying for a job to be a (laughs) co-host clubhouse coordinator. I'm going to be a clubhouse. I'm I'm applying to be a clubhouse manager for a media company. Um, I don't want to say which one. Yeah. So they wanted to drop in on one of her they talks. They wanted to drop in. So we were like, okay, I was better like, be good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I guess I'll just set like a whole thing up for this and act like it's totally chill. Yeah. So come and participate. Come and part. participate. Pull your weight. Come on, Pull guys. Pull your weight. We've been giving you Let's free content it. for We've been years. Free, for 97, 98 episodes, we've been giving you free content. <laughs> Can you please show up on Brooklyn, Thursday? I know you're listening. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, show up. Brooklyn, Pull please through. show up and like, please be like an active listener that or like, engage you know like that would mean the yeah. world to me yeah. thank you Brooklyn <laughs> um anyways yeah that's your do you have anything else to say before I I talk or nah go ahead <laughs> okay um two of my points I don't really have any updates about them they're just kind of things that I felt in the past so I'm gonna okay. go just to my last one which is reading is fun and important read more Oh, I didn't know a goal of yours was to read more. I it did was, not remember talking about it. Me neither, that. but it was to read more. And what's funny is in all caps I wrote, I have been reading. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like you've always read. But like, like between not, the two of us, you're the reader. I am the reader between the two of us, but I was reading like three books a year. Okay. Throughout university for fun you know like I'd usually read like a fun one in the summer maybe one throughout the whole winter season whenever I'm bored and like another random one okay but like it wasn't too often Mm -hmm. um whereas like oh my gosh there's like the loudest construction outside I don't think they can hear it but it's really hurting my heart let me just distract myself okay yes I have been reading um I'm currently reading um, Le Petit Prince, I saw, because oh, I want to yeah. start reading in French again, because I feel like I speak French a lot, but I don't read it. When do you speak French? On live a lot lately. Oh. My demographic, there's like a lot of French You're people. Like, I speak French a lot. I'm like, like I've never heard you speak French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you speak French sometimes. Um, but I wanted to practice reading and it's like a kid's book, super accessible. So yeah. I've been reading like a chapter probably every like few days. Um, and then I'm also reading this book, Come As You Are, that a pretty girl lent to me. Mm. And it's like a sex positive book. It's interesting. I'm learning. Um, and then what I was reading before she gave me that book, but I just dropped that because mm-hmm. it's felt more important, um, <laughs> was a book. I don't remember what it's called, but it's about like this girl who's at like a college lecture by this like feminist in, I don't know sometime if okay. you, you know, it's cool it's cool yeah. <laughs> but that is to say I have been reading awesome yeah gold star yay <laughs> thank you um do you have like a reading list for the year like do you have a no uh, that would be fun I'm very impulsive with reading mm. I feel like I just have to be like into it in the moment my goals are though I do have some goals 
I would like to read a couple fiction books because I used to love YA fiction books. Like I loved reading them. They're yeah. so silly. Yeah. I love it. I love the romance. I love the will they, won't they. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to read a couple of those. And I'd also like to read a couple books to like learn more about myself. Like there's like this like four or five books that my psychiatrist recommended to me three years ago when I first started seeing him. Oh, have I read a single one? No. He said, what's funny about books about ADHD and like trauma and all this stuff is that like, they're the most helpful for the people who read them, but they're the least likely demographic to actually go to their way to get a book and read it. That's funny. So he was like, it's okay if you read them in like five years, just try to read them. (laughs) So anyways, yeah. Um, I'm going to hopefully get some of them. Cool. Yeah. Very nice. Yay. (laughs) Uh, yay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have one last thing okay. before the next segment. So this last point is everything is shitty and hard, so you might as well pick the one that is the most fun. Mm-hmm. And I guess that sentiment was in regards to my previous statement about not caring about work. Yes. <laughs> and um, this is interesting, actually, because the way that I'm reading it now, I don't remember exactly what I was saying about it before, but I, I have recently discovered, or not discovered, but identified that a very non-productive action that I partake in every single day mm-hmm. is fantasizing about all of the other careers that I could have done, like could have gone to school yeah. for or could do in the future yeah. and why they would be better than like what I'm doing now. Yeah. And this is just really dumb. And mm-hmm. it relates back to this point basically of like, no, like it's not, it's not going to be easier. It's not going to be better. Like, I guess it could be better. Like I'm not saying you're stuck where you are. You yeah. can totally, you know, we have long lives to live. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to do. But, but the truth is like that I like thing. doing what I'm doing <laughs> and I just distract myself from like whatever the hard parts are, yeah. you know, client generation. Every and time something stuff. hard happens, you can't start to like fantasize about I'm just like oh I should have done this thing instead like my life would be so much easier if I like did this instead and I'm like like, no it wouldn't because the hardship would have been equally as annoying just different different hard stuff yeah yeah so I'm still trying to not do that I definitely I'm not like at a point where I'm just not doing it Mm -hmm. but I am at a point where I kind of identify I can easily identify the behaviors that like feed into this and that I'm wasting time and energy doing yeah when I could be feeding my brain better things yes I feel that yeah yeah I think that's like the hardest thing that I've learned in like the last like six months too is like the idea that like you're never going to escape discomfort yeah and I think that's like something that's really hard to get comfortable with is the fact that like and I think that kind of feeds into the idea of like oh something else must be better like the grass is always greener kind of sentiment yeah but like the idea like that this icky feeling that I feel right now no matter what I do and at no matter what point in my life I'm always going to experience this and it might be less often it might be whatever else the reward might be worth it more Mm -hmm. but overall I'm always going to feel like this and I think for a long time I was like the same where I was just like very avoidant because I was like, no, that can't be possible. I hate this feeling. I don't want to feel yeah. it. I'm going to do whatever it takes to not feel it. I have a question, actually. Yeah. So there's something I've always wondered oh. about uh, people who have been clinically diagnosed with, uh, like, 
I don't know, anything. Anything? Yeah. Like depression, anxiety, ADHD. You I'm have like, those things. Check, check, check. <laughs> um, what else? Check. <laughs> yeah. And I think I spent a lot of time thinking about it because my ex had it too. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess not ADHD. Yeah. Diagnosed. Yeah. We um, had a lot of similar. Similar things. Similar things. And um, something that I've always wondered is like, was it, did it take a lot of time to get to a point to realize that even I guess when you're in an objectively like healthy zone, you're still not just going to feel a hundred percent because mm-hmm. <laughs> typical people don't feel a hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I think that that's like, there's like twofold. One was that, um, I think this is actually something I've been experiencing lately uh-huh. is this feeling of, Oh, well I'm like, cured so to speak yeah where I'm not like cured but I think especially because I have a friend who's kind of also mentally ill but hasn't started the process of healing and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh like I don't relate to you anymore but I also don't really relate to Gabby still like mentally you know and it's kind of it is that weird feeling of like oh like I kind of felt like yeah I was working towards something Mm -hmm. but you're not working towards anything you're yeah. just trying to be better, but like there's no yeah. end goal. And then I think the other part is um, I've kind of talked to you about this and maybe it's not fully related, but this feeling of um, like I saw a meme about it the other day and it's like an ADHD person, or like a neurodivergent person trying to live like a regular life. And it's like them and they're like just so bored doing everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like the reality that when you're, yeah, like existing like everyone else. And when you are better, Mm -hmm. you're going to feel like very, I think what I've, I'm trying to articulate, but what I felt is like very like numb almost Mm. because I'm so used to, and I think a lot of people with a variety of mental illnesses are used to feeling really high highs and really low lows Mm -hmm. because you have so many of these, like usually like all of your, like your happiness, your base level of happiness Mm -hmm. is so much lower that whenever anything happy happens, it goes so high and then so low again. Yeah. That now that I'm like, pretty average I would say on average mentally I'm about the same as a normal normal quote-unquote person Mm -hmm. like I feel like we're about the same level of happiness on the Mm -hmm. day-to-day and so it is just like very unsatisfying it's not like this grand finale to your mental illness journey it's like oh now I feel neutral which is what I wanted but now I'm bored and unsatisfied because I felt like I was working towards this big exciting thing yeah as if like you know, like neurotypical people just are felt like, those highs yeah, and normal. Yeah. And high and normal. That's like, basically like, yeah, what you were trying what to say. What I was trying to say, like that if there was this vision of no lows, that's exactly kind of how I, I felt. And I think that was kind of a coping mechanism. When I started to heal, I was like, well, I am going to literally, I was like, I'm going to die if I feel that low again. Yeah. So I need to just visualize this future where there's no lows. And now I'm like, oh, I can handle a low. Mm-hmm. And it is, yeah, this process of realizing like, oh, I have to get used to these discomforts that I feel like I've like avoided so much for so long Yeah, that I have to accept the fact that like I can handle minor inconveniences now. Yeah. And like as a human, these things will happen. Yeah. Like that's a part of the human experience and it's yeah. so weird. But yeah, no, I think that is like a weird thing with brains. Yeah. Because I guess the reason I haven't exactly asked this question before is that I don't think I really knew anyone who was far enough into their mental health journey mm-hmm. to we're like young yeah people yeah. were just at the beginning mm-hmm. you know and I think even I realized for my age I'm a lot farther than most people are because mm. I think most people either 
start to do like the like people who don't do anything in their teen years mm-hmm. do their adult journey like later in life when they're like True, yeah. an adult or they've been like diagnosed with something from like childhood or teenage years and yeah. I feel like that impacts them differently too. Yeah. Like, I feel like I am in this unique position where I don't really relate to a lot of people my age who are mentally ill because they're that's not true. on the same yeah. path. But yeah, no, I feel like that's true. I don't think I would have been able to comprehend or answer that appropriately even like a year ago. I think it is pretty recent. Uh-huh. So yeah. Hmm. Cool. Interesting. Interesting. Um, should we do segment two? Yeah. All right. So segment two is how we're bringing... Um, these new things into 2021 yeah well <laughs> do you want to go first sure so okay well my first one is kind of like a throwaway because it relates to what I was saying earlier about valuing relationships friendships family and romantic mm-hmm. um yeah I mean I think that I always have valued these things but just like nurturing them more and like mm-hmm. Realizing that they're an ongoing process, not just a one and done process. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's just, that's going. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I don't really have any updates in regards <laughs> to that one. Um, and then I, yeah, okay. I'll talk about my next one then. <laughs> so you don't, you don't have to be a self-sacrificing person to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting because I don't know if I would have it's it's weird because I don't think anybody who has a, a perception of me would consider me to be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I ever really like identified as a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. But I you do are in weird ways. definitely set my own feelings aside a lot because yeah. I'm like, I can handle it. Like mm-hmm. it's fine. Mm-hmm. I would rather this person be comfortable and there not be conflict yeah. than to like have to yeah like inflict that on someone else even though maybe it is their feeling to yeah. have you yeah. know like I don't have to take on that feeling yeah of negativity it's so true you know um, I feel like you're not a people pleaser in like the day-to-day in the ways that other yeah. people might see more but it is like the big the big things that you're very self-sacrificing in yeah like when you were gonna go <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna cut you off for sex okay, sorry but yeah. um like when you realized you had to go home to Boston at the start of the pandemic, you were like, I need to just like uh-huh. go and see my family. The border's shutting. I need to leave. And mm-hmm. for like a week, you were like talking to your mom, crying about it because you didn't want me to be sad about it. Cause you knew I was going to yeah. be sad. Yeah. And you had already thought about all the different feelings I'm going to have where, yeah, that's very nice and considerate, but also like it's my feel, you know? And so yeah. it is no, that's a good example because mm-hmm. I remember like literally like being to my mom she was like just come just come now and I was like I can't I can't leave and she was like why and I go because of Emma yeah she's like is Emma like your life partner yeah what do you (laughs) owe Emma act like it and I was like actually well I guess I don't owe Emma anything but But like I feel like I do like I don't want to just abandon ship yeah anyway and then my mom ended up being like yeah, I get it. Like you want to be yeah. a good friend. You want to take care of Emma, but Emma can take care of Emma and yeah. you have to take and care of And then once you. you said that to me, I was like, oh, I'm sad, but I understand. And I would rather us yeah. do that than us be sad. Yeah. And I mean, I think that was a big part of us also like separating like a lot of our codependencies. Like, that was I mean, a big like. A lot of people will probably still consider us codependent. And I think we are to a certain degree. But, but like very different. Very different. And just, you know, accepting like, okay, like 
you have a support system. Like I am part of that at times, but I don't have to be all of it. Yeah. And vice versa. And that was definitely like a big, like apex moment. I think that last spring. That's true. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, basically, uh, my comment that I wrote in the notes was this is hard. And I spend a lot of time asking myself, but what do you want Mm -hmm. (laughs) you in all caps? Because I think that is something that I can, you know, forget to ask myself, like long run, what is it that you want? Mm -hmm. And I don't always know the answer. So that's why it's an ongoing, an ongoing thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, one of them, my answer is literally just, yes, I just agreed with it. So I'll say that one first. And I said, um, we talked about this earlier, but manifesting instead of leaving things up to other people um, Mm. and trusting myself. And I think what I was really trying to articulate there was, which hopefully I did in the January episode, um, but was just kind of similar to what you're saying of like, what, like I have everything I need within me, you know, Uh like I can make decisions for myself. I can think for myself. I can decide what do I want by myself? You know, I don't have to think like um, of all the other things. And I think that really came from, like, I felt, like, very lost, especially in, like, probably from, like, November to January. I was, like, kind of chaotic because it started to hit me that I was going to graduate. Yeah. It's like, what do I want to do with my life? Um, you know, my family kind of wants one thing. My friends here wanted one thing. Yeah. And then, you know, just life. Yeah. Um, and so I had to, like, really look inward and I wrote yes because it's still something I'm working on Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that kind of feeds into the other things that I've said in this episode so yeah I mean a lot of these things like revolve around the same themes (laughs) yeah Yeah. just articulating it in slightly different ways yeah um yeah but then my other point that I wrote is keep working on personal growth I love how vague that is for me (laughs) um I wrote I am trying but it's deeply uncomfy same thing as before I'm, I'm trying to personal growth. Um, and then what's so funny about personal growth is like you catch yourself all the time. Like I saw this example and this girl was like, yeah, I really wanted to focus on like not judging myself. So that's what I worked on for a year. And I stopped judging myself and then I wanted to stop judging others. And then, so then I finally stopped judging others and I felt like I was really like more empathetic and patient. And then I realized I was judging people who were ju- for judging people. And then I was, oh, and then she's like, yeah. oh my God. And then it's a whole nother layer. And she was like, it just made me like take a step back and realize like, you're never going to be perfect. Like you're always going to have flaws. It's like, how can I improve on yeah. this? It's more like an activity versus like a it's goal. True. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how I feel. I'm just constantly uncomfortable. And I feel like sometimes I need to like chill and be like, okay, like, like I said earlier, I'm like, I feel like I'm actually pretty far along and both of us are far along and like personal development I would say for our mm-hmm. age like a lot of people still are dicking around and don't know what they're gonna do with their life yeah um and just like taking time being like I don't have to do some big personal growth thing this month I don't have to like dive into trauma this month like yeah I can just like exist as is and that's like enough I know it's true I feel like we both have these this quality of just like a lot of pressure on mm-hmm. ourselves for that, no reason yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where this came from yeah. for both of us Mm-hmm. But especially, I think since being in a relationship with my boyfriend, who's sig- no, I was gonna say significantly older than me. He's mm-hmm. not significantly, <laughs> but he's older. He's like he's twenty nine. Yeah. 
And um, a lot of times when I'm just like stressing about something, he's like, not, and I don't want this to sound like invalidating because he doesn't yeah. like invalidate and say like, you're not allowed to feel that way. Yeah. But he is just kind of like, wow, like, why are you thinking about that? <laughs> like, yeah, when I was your good. age, I just didn't think about that like yeah almost in a way that he's just like confused he's like why are you 10 years ahead of yeah and I think like you know what's interesting is like he has gone through those thinking about those things mm-hmm. because he's older so then we are able to have a conversation about it and yeah. I actually feel like I like learn things from him and stuff yeah. but um it does remind me like I am young yeah, like I like, don't have to have that answer curve. yeah yeah and <laughs> you don't have to keep pushing to be better. It's like, why are like, you yeah. can just accept. And I, I literally saw this thing the other day and it was like, um, if you accept like who you are right now as like, like the only way to fully like chill is to be like, if I could never improve any more than I am right now, would I be happy? And if the answer is no, then your personal growth is like not healthy. Oh, which is an interesting concept. It's like, to a certain extent, because then, yeah, I sat down and I was literally like, oh, if I was just as I am right now and I was not going to grow anymore, like emotional maturity, whatever else, would I be happy? And I was like, uh. and I was like, really? Like, when am I going to be happy? Right. Like, you need to learn to be happy with like, that's true. How you are at now. Yeah. So I think that's maybe something both of us will oh. deal with on another oh. day. Cause I don't know if either of us are ready for that conversation. <laughs> what does but, that mean? Yeah. I would like to kind of chill more on the personal growth. I think I need to dial it down a little bit. Yeah, I, I think, think it's that causing we definitely a lot of can be issues. hard on ourselves. <laughs> yeah. You know, but then I'm also, then I also get scared. I'm like, but if I'm not thinking about it, then like, I'm going to get lazy no and I'm going to get normal. Like revert back into these. That ways was that a I part of the thing I read. It's actually in that book that I'm reading right now. Oh shit. It was really helpful because, <laughs> okay. As a quick digression, um, a big chunk of the middle of the book, like is about all of the different things that feed into a person's sex drive and the things that like Mm. make you like turned off or not interested in sex. And so much of it is like not related to sex at all, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, this whole part's like about just how you feel about yourself. And so it's more like philosophy in general, Mm. but yeah, literally that was like one of the sentences. It was like, but when, if I don't, if I accept where I am now, then like they literally said exactly what you said, then Mm -hmm. I'll get lazy or I'll get normalized. And it's like, no, these are all just things your brain is telling you. Yeah. It's like how artists, like your brain convinces you that like you'll only make good art if you're like depressed or on drugs. Yeah. Because your addiction has realized that that works, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so that's a lie. Mm, I guess it's just about learning to love your. <laughs> I know. What? I'm like, you, what? <laughs> I'm, I love who I am like six months from now at all times. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> okay, anyways, <laughs> I'm moving on. <laughs> oh my God, stop your next one. I know. <laughs> that's fuck? embarrassing for both of us. So my last one is the approval you seek from other people is the approval you refuse to yourself. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> So, um, my response to this is that, yeah, this is true. I definitely, I think the biggest thing I seek approval on is that I'm doing a good job. Like I'm like being Mm -hmm. good. I'm copying and pasting that into my notes app because I feel like I need that just in my life. Yeah. I don't know where I heard this. The approval you refuse to give yourself really just hit me at my core. Cause I'm like, wow, all the things I'm 
most searching for approval in are the things that if I love myself, it would be so much easier. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I am the, <laughs> Carry the on. realm that I was applying this to, like in my mind was more so like my work because yeah. like that's like definitely a big point of insecurity for me Yeah, and thinking like, Oh, I could never do photography full time because I'm not, I'm not good enough. Like mm-hmm. those people can do it, but, but they, but I can't, mm-hmm. even though logically, like I was saying, I know that's untrue. Definitely. That's been like my interior monologue is just yeah. like this fear of like, you know, like my ideal clients don't want to work with me. I'm not yeah. going to make enough money doing this. To I'm sustain not cool myself. enough. I'm not like, yeah, I'm, I'm not like, creative enough. enough. I'm, I'm not outgoing not, enough. I'm yeah, not whatever. My lighting's not perfect. Like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think that's why one of the reasons why I miss critiques so much mm-hmm. is there's just like a forced forum for someone to tell you what they think about you. Yeah. And that's definitely like what I'm seeking all the time. Like yeah. I, whenever I finish editing photos, I send them to like everyone I know. Yeah. I send them to Emma. I send them to my mom. I send them to my photographer friend. I send yeah. them to my boyfriend. Like send them to everyone. <laughs> Cause yeah. they're just like, tell me what you think. You're like, give me external validation. Yeah. And like, it's not bad. Right. Like this isn't bad because yeah. that's just like, genuinely this is not me like seeking attention no. this is like I just look at it I'm like I don't know if this you, is good or bad you don't trust it's your just so own clouded judgment on your work and yeah. you know what nothing has been honestly in my opinion since you started your business nothing has been bad why thank you like Emma. when we were in school and you would show me things and I would show you things I feel like we always had like actual critiques for each other I'd be like oh yeah the color's super weird the lighting's weird like we yeah. had things and now everything's always fine. I'm like, oh, well, I'm if like, you really want to nitpick at it. I am qualified. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Literally. it's just believing that like, it's just, I have the skills. Yeah, I think especially because it has only been like probably the last year where you've like fully refined things and you actually have like a really strong yeah. ability that it would be a weird feeling to go from the student brain to the practicing yeah. brain. Yeah, and I think... Um, Okay, my other part of this answer has to do with affirmations. Mm-hmm. So I got the the five minute journal. I'm sure everybody, not every, you might not know what the five minute journal is, but mm-hmm. it's very popular. Yeah. If you want to look it up, do it. It's really great if you want to like infuse more gratitude and affirmations and things into your daily routine mm-hmm. in like an accessible, it's very accessible short form way. If I can do it, you can do it because yeah. I'm really bad at morning routine shit. Yeah. And this has made its way in. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it has a place to write affirmations and really you should like choose your affirmation and like keep doing it for a certain period of time, not just like a different affirmation every day. Mm-hmm. And what I started doing at the beginning of the year, I will expose myself and this is something oh. that I feel embarrassed about because why are affirmations embarrassing? They're so embarrassing. Like when someone looks in the mirror and says something to themselves, I can't do the mirror ones. I know, but you know what I was just thinking is like, I think it's embarrassing because first you have to admit to yourself that you actually don't believe what you're saying. Oh my God. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm not ready for that. <laughs> that. I just, this, I just had an epiphany no, right that's here. that's so true. It's embarrassing you know? you have to admit. Cause you like, if whatever it is, like I am strong and beautiful and whatever. And yeah, now here I am like, roasting that's so it. That's stupid. No, but I, I'm like, oh, affirmations are valid. Like my, my, um, I wanted to say my coach, she's not my coach, my boss, who is a coach. Yeah. She always talks about this exercise. She's your coach by proxy. Yeah. By proxy. <laughs> and it's called the Ho'oponopono exercise. Actually, okay. she did not invent oh. this. Um, and the way that it goes is like, you say to yourself, like, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I forgive you or something like, it's like an exercise that yeah. you do like, talking to yourself because you have to like heal your inner being. Yeah. And, um, 
Anyways, the idea of doing that makes me cringe because I'm like, oh my God, like yeah. only losers would do that. But then you're like, why? I'm a loser. Why does that make you a loser if you stand alone in your bathroom? No one knows that you're doing yeah. it. And um, I think it's because you have to admit that you don't really believe those things. And you're yeah. like, what kind of idiot doesn't love themselves? Like yeah. you should, you know? And then it's back to that like negative self. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, the kind of idiot that is mean to yeah. themselves <laughs> and judges the other people because they judge themselves. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Us. So <laughs> talking anyway. shit about people's apartments for four hours. Literally. Yeah. So essentially what I started doing, oh, I was going to expose my affirmation, which is writing that like, I am a talented, creative and capable photographer. Cause mm-hmm. those are all the things that I'm always like, this, these, this shoot is going to go badly because like blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. I don't, I'm not creative enough. My, my composition isn't going to be good. My lighting isn't going to be good. Mm-hmm. And, um, like I'm not, I'm not capable of doing this basically. Yeah. It's like what I realized I, I was genuinely kind of like believing that you were not, it was capable. like, I was like a little fraud. I'm like, yeah, Oh, nobody like knows that I'm actually bad. Yeah. And, um, and then it was like, also I felt like creeping into my work. Yeah. And I would actually be like, you know, if I could do this again, I would do it differently. Yeah. And I feel like, this affirmation has changed my mindset ah. in the last couple of months because I'm like, it's true. It is true. You are like, a, I am talented, creative, and capable. You are talented, I can do you all are those creative, things. and you are fully capable of yeah. doing your job. Yeah. So, yeah. It wow. might sound dumb, but try out some affirmations. That's guys. so fun. Maybe I should do daily affirmations. That's a fun concept. Yeah. I haven't actually done it. Um, Oh, that was all for this little section. Should we do that at the last one? Yeah, we'll just wrap it up. It we was have a, pretty a few minutes one. left here. Um, so segment three was fuck goals. Here's what we're looking forward to next year because we didn't want to have set unrealistic expectations and be sad. Yeah. Oh, and actually something interesting. I'd love to listen back to maybe this episode or it was maybe a few before that, but um, we were talking about goals and you were talking about how you discovered that like through people at your work that oh yeah I actually like goal setting uh oh no that goals should be something that you can't fathom how you would get it done now but you really want yeah to. the different levels of goal setting yeah, yeah and it should like you should have like a big goal that like you can't process like how I yeah. would do that because that's actual work to get there it's not something yeah. doable and then I remember saying on that episode I was like oh like the first thing that came to mind is like I want like 100k on tiktok but I just feel like I have no control over that. Yeah. You know? And now I'm at like 80K. Ah. And so I feel like I've been manifesting yeah. through having a goal that I still kind of have that goal in my brain of like, it doesn't feel realistic. But now it's starting to feel realistic because I've actually worked. Mm. Anyways, I was going to tell you that the other day. I was like, oh, oh, shout wow. out to Gabby. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, shout out to your boss. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can rapid fire a couple of mine. Okay, yeah, so my first point was relationship. I decided I want to fall in love this year, and I'm going to make it happen. Um, And my conclusion, my updated answer is TBD, um, both my tarot, I've read them multiple times in different ways, and all my, like, astrology stuff say a relationship is coming to me in March that has the capacity to be really happy, healthy, and, like, soulmate tier. Oh, and to just be really patient because February is all about patience and stepping back. Oh shit. So it has, and it has really, really been that Mm -hmm. like for the whole month, literally the entire month, literally 
for very, like, it's been very eerily accurate. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> Uh-oh. and the other day I literally did a tarot reading. I've been doing like one card once where you just ask a question and you flip it mm-hmm. um, to get clarity. And I was like, basically guys, I met someone in January. We really hit it off. I think we're really compatible. Um, but then they left the city for an indefinite period of time and I haven't seen them in like a few weeks. An indefinite period. Of time. Yeah. It's turned out to be an indefinite period of time. It's been like a week and a half. It's been two weeks starting today. No, it's since been I've one seen week them, since I've seen them. Yeah. But anyways, um, I asked my tarot, I was like, am I like waiting for the right person? Like, am I just wasting my time sitting around for like a month, like not talking to anybody? Mm. Right. And my tarot once again reaffirmed me. They were like, patience, you need patience. It will work out. And even if it's not this person, I know that I just need to build up this tolerance of being alone and having patience, kind of like what you did last year. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's my relationship journey career. I wrote TBD also, but feeling good about my applications. I've been applying for jobs. Yeah. Feeling good about it. Manifesting fun things. Mm -hmm. Gabby has sent me most of the job listings I've applied to, which is funny. Yeah. Which is so weird because I feel like I never see job listings. And then in the last like you've been seeing like weeks, ones that are weirdly specific to me too. Perfect for Emma. Literally. (laughs) And uh, not being toxic. I wrote so far, not toxic. I don't think I've done anything really like harmful to others this year which is like a sad it might seem sad to other people (laughs) but I have a lot of like microaggression kind of toxic tendencies like Mm. I do things that are like toxic that I know are toxic but I can easily talk my way out of it and convince people around me that it's not yeah but like I'm aware that I'm still being a little toxic bitch so I don't think I've done that this year cool (laughs) yeah those are my main things for the segment Ah. What, what would you like to say Gabby Well, yeah, I guess one of my goals was to continue my education as an adult, which I already kind of talked about, Mm -hmm. but I, well, I talked about that in terms of like the, I don't know, goal setting mindset and all that shenanigans, Mm -hmm. but I am also have taken up knitting, which I know I've talked a lot about knitting on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but it has been going well. I really like having it as a hobby. Um, I haven't gotten bored of it yet, which It's pretty good because I feel like I have a lot of hobbies that I like to do like one day Mm -hmm. and then not do it again for six months and then I'll do it again for one day. But this one you're actually enjoying. Yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Um, And then also another thing that I realize is continuing education is like using my clients as learning experiences and not Mm -hmm. I feel like I also sometimes feel guilty doing extra work Mm -hmm. because it's so kind of ingrained in you as a, an artist and a freelancer, mm-hmm. like not to do free shit. Yeah. You're just like, don't do free work. Don't yeah. do, don't undervalue yourself. Like don't overwork for someone who's yeah. not paying you what you're worth, which is true. Yes. However, I've also had to realize that at a certain point it's like, do I want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, I want to do it. Is somebody asking me to do it? Like, no. Yeah. But if I want to, and I feel like it's going to benefit me, like I'm going to practice my Photoshop skills. I'm going to mm-hmm. practice my, planning skills or whatever it is yeah and you're like would you rather do it as like an exercise with like a random stock photo from the internet or would yeah. you rather do it and I'm for like, a client oh, and be able to like provide them great, with something nice yeah it's a value for both of us yeah so why not so yeah I think I've had to kind of like get over that guilt of mm-hmm. like oh you're doing too much and it's yeah. like well like maybe yeah. if I'm learning then it's still valuable yeah. kind of thing exactly yeah. so then my other things were leaving behind self-limiting beliefs. Yeah, I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
exercise makes your mind feel good. I don't know if that's like what a goal is. Um, that doesn't really sound like a complete sentence. But uh, Emma and I have been doing yoga about twice about a week. twice a week, and it's been going good. Yeah, I feel like I every time we do it, I'm really happy. Like I enjoy doing it. I enjoy yeah. the ritual of it. Yeah, and I think because we found a good place, we realized we like doing it in the morning Yeah, because there's nice light yeah. in the living room. We don't have to have, take our makeup off or anything for it. Like, Yeah, and uh, there's no like, scheduling things that get in the way, usually yeah. in the morning. And um, we found a good... I think the other big thing was that we found a really good place to stream yoga classes actually i'll plug them plug it because it's It's, really good yeah it's called leela pod i'll spell that it's l-e-e-l-a-p-o-d yeah and um it's actually like i guess it's just a virtual studio it's not in person um but the the one of the duo it's a it's a pair that Mm -hmm. run it it's good friends with my mom who is a yoga teacher i don't know if you guys remember that but, um, yeah, so my mom, like, put us on to her page, and she's actually local to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Which I also like, because there's this feeling of, like, maybe one day you'll teach me, like, a, imagine this summer if they, like, taught a class in, like, um, like, Christy Park or something. Yeah, well, I know that, like, she used to have a studio here mm-hmm. called Octopus Garden. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still open. Yeah. I like if so I don't know why she would be doing both yeah but maybe it is still open I don't know maybe she'll reopen after but yeah anyway it's great because they do live classes but we don't really do them but we get to do like new classes every week yeah I hate when you kind of like find a class from one person that you like it's like a youtuber but then it's just the same and then you just have to like do it and you're like well now this sucks yeah yeah no that's so true yeah theirs are just so like I love that energy like they're kind of fun still. Yeah. They're those always, there's every single one we've done. There's something new that neither of us have done before, which is nice. Like, yeah, we're like, they're very how do creative I do that? teachers. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, like Gabby said, like, I love how they, they save the streams from every week so that there's always something new. There's always new And there's things. pretty playlists that yeah, go Yeah. They them. make playlists that go along with it. Yeah. It's really nice. Um, anyways, yeah. Yoga has been going good. Yeah. And hopefully in the spring we can. Oh, maybe we can do yoga outside in Kerr Hall. Oh, yeah, we could try that. That could be cute. Sometimes um, I hate the bugs, though. Yes, it would have to be like in an off bug time. Or we could do it on the roof when it's not too oh, hot. Oh, yeah. Because there's We not could really totally bugs. do that. Oh, and it's like a concrete flat surface. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Let's do it on the roof. Cute. Okay, well, this was <laughs> I'm glad fun. we made that plan. Um, I feel like it was fun reflecting on our goals I feel like we should do it one more time this year before the years yeah maybe like in in August or something August feels like a good time to kind of like refresh on what our goals were for the year and how we've been doing yeah oh what fun wow well I'm glad at the start of this episode before we came up with an idea we were feeling really like kind of like podcast burnt out I feel like we couldn't think of any ideas we've been struggling for a few weeks and then every time we do a good episode that I like, I'm like, oh, I, I do like podcasting. And I know. I, we do have things to say. Yeah. It's so, just getting back into the flow state, yeah. I guess. So it feels, it feels good. Yeah. Anyways, um, this was fun, guys. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe if you enjoyed our episode. Yeah. Do it. And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.